From KIOS in Omaha, you're listening to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock, and today I'm talking with Zach Schmeider and Alex Jockham from BFF. I love Omaha. It's got this weird kind of underground feeling to it. The MO here growing up was like, move away as soon as you graduate from high school. The other option is just create that create that environment ourselves. I think that's why it works so well, too, is because yeah. we were so motivated to do something different. It was good motivation just to start, stay here and... Yeah, really and it, build that up, you know? And the community really responded to it. So Very the community so, was yeah. thirsty for it, you know, much as we were. We're talking about Omaha's arts culture and the upcoming music festival, Pet Fest. Stay tuned for the conversation after this break. We have an exciting announcement here at Riverside Chats, which is that we will be doing a live recording of an upcoming episode of this show at Benston Theater on September 24th, where you can see me on stage in conversation with the man himself from Mannheim Steamroller, Chip Davis. We'll be talking about his subversive approach to the music industry, the creation of Mannheim Steamroller, and how he's helped build spaces like Benson Theater for Omaha culture to flourish. Following the conversation, there will be an opportunity for audience participation and questions. I don't know, maybe we will, like Mr. Chip Davis himself, sing some Christmas songs, but make them really loud and intense. I don't know what's going to happen. It has to happen live, and hopefully you'll be there with us. Check for tickets at BensonTheater.org. An evening with Chip Davis, our first live recorded Riverside Chats since the show premiered on public radio. See you September 24th. Welcome to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock. You may or may not know that this show began as a series of live conversations in Benson before transitioning into a podcast that was recorded at Pet Shop for almost a year. Pet Shop is the headquarters for BFF, which was previously known as Benson First Friday, and they are currently celebrating their 10th year of operations as a hub of Omaha artistic expression and bringing community to artists. BFF co-founder Alex Jockham is here, along with Zach Schmider to discuss BFF's evolution and its upcoming music festival, Pet Fest, which is going to be held on August 13th. Some of the bands and performers at this year's Pet Fest include Hyde, Amulets, Universe Contest, Alley Peeler, Ghostfoot, Dave Nance, and many, many more. Tickets for Pet Fest are available now. Here is my conversation with Alex Jockham and Zach Schmider. BFF was founded 10 years ago this year, right? Yes. That's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little unbelievable, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so like it's, right now, it's a nonprofit, and it's become this institution in the Benson area. I mean, how different is it now from what the original conception was? I mean, uh, well, we've got a lot going on, a lot more expansion. There's a, way more hands involved, way more businesses involved. But the energy is still pretty much the same, though, I feel like. Um, we started uh, just with a couple um, co-founders and you know operators of the of our first Friday events, and uh, you know now I imagine that it did ten years. Think <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like it, it's a little bit. Of, it's got to be kind of daunting when you're getting started, right? Like because Omaha has more of that energy now. I imagine than it did ten years ago, right? So you were you were f- trusting the city that it would sort of meet you and that there would be a demand for what BFF was going to eventually expand into. Yeah. I mean, we really had no idea what we were doing, to be honest. Um, but, you know, it's just after we did that, our first event, you know, and seeing the feedback from the community, it was really, it was really special and kind of gave us that energy and motivation to keep going. Um, and, the, you know, the city has met us, you know, uh, in the middle, uh, but it didn't happen right away, I will say. But, well, yes. What was the first one? Uh, it was June 1st, 2012 was the first first Friday okay. in, that we operated. And so what, what did that look like? Uh, well, it was, you know, we had been kind of, it, it was founded by me and uh, J.D. Hardy, who we were both bartenders at Jake's in the neighborhood. So we were both living in the neighborhood. So we kind of like worked with uh, the local businesses and people that other residents and for months in advance kind of like planning it. So we got everybody on board that we could. We talked to a lot of the uh, local businesses and owners and kind of like worked with them one-on-one to kind of figure out what they could do in their space, you know. So there's a lot of non-traditional aspects to it. 
Um, at that time, too, Benson was full of a lot of vacant storefronts. So that was kind of one of our angles. We, we you know, got a hold of business o- building owners and uh, kind of worked with them to put what would work in their empty spaces. And uh, from that, we're, we're still operating out of one of those spaces. <laughs> uh, but so there's a lot of, like, non-traditional efforts. We did a lot of things on street. We had, like, yoga on the street. We had uh, a fashion walk in the middle of Maple you know, we kind of planned it for one of the alleyways, but then that day we were like, screw it, let's just go down the center lane, <laughs> like, while traffic was going. It was great. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of impromptu efforts and uh, non-traditional uh, aspects to it. How did how do you decide the scope of something like BFF, as opposed to, like, a gallery for a certain type of art? You've sort of always had this all-encompassing of all different types of art approach, right? Yeah, and I don't really know where that comes from, but I just know that we've always been, like, all-inclusive of any kind of positive form of energy within our programming and especially first fridays you know it's like why not or what can't we do you know let's you know if somebody wants to join partner up and you know tack on a little extra element to our festivals we're all about it yeah well it's interesting too like so, so the positive element of it i feel like a lot of creative people in omaha get fed up when there's not obvious avenues for them to express their creativity or whatever it is that they want to do and i think you know this show what you do in some ways a lot of people have to sort of build that avenue to express whatever it is they want to do yeah so you land on positivity i mean it's difficult sometimes though to maintain a positive attitude in omaha right has that been a struggle for you at all over the last decade definitely and i think what you just said is like touches upon like exactly why we started uh, uh, the organization you know we were a group of underrepresented artists in the community and we were like how do we where do we show our art you know like we got to submit to the Bemis auction but really there was nothing much else you know um, so it was a group of like-minded artists and community members that just kind of wanted like let's just make it happen you know um, if we're not doing it ourselves then we'll have to move somewhere else that where it already exists, you know? So we kind of had to build out that network and um, you're right. It does take a lot to, there's times where it's hard to remain positive, you know, without funding or, you know, necessary help, but we make it work, you know? Yeah. Well, so it seems like there is money for arts in Omaha, but it's not always directed at local people doing local things, right? You know, like it might go into uh, an event space downtown or it might be bringing some sort of new artist or artist from, you know, some renowned artist from somewhere else here, why do you think that there's, in some sense, a disconnect between the money in Omaha and this desire to build an arts culture from Omaha, like within Omaha, people from Omaha? I think it's changing. I will say I think that, that mentality is changing. There's been a lot more outreach to the local artists and local community um, in recent years. Um, but I, I don't know where that disconnect started. I think... Um, I think there's a, maybe some, like, uh, lack of trust or, you know, like when you're giving your money to a group of, you know, kind of artists doing non-traditional things, it might be a little scary. So I think there was a lack of, like, establishment that stood behind them and, like, supported them. And I think we do that. I think, and I think, too, like, at this point, I think we've proven that give us some money because we'll be doing some cool stuff with it in a sense, too. Yeah, we, we can do a lot with a little. Yeah, very much. So we can we can spend... We can spread it all around for sure and make it make it work in a bunch of different areas for sure. We're creative. So you think it's changing because artists like you guys have done what you can with the money that you can put together and shown that you can be responsible and ambitious and people are noticing? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also inspiring other artists and other creatives and entrepreneurs to like do it themselves and start, you know, would, we were kind of the first DIY art space, you know, uh, out of the pet shop um, and sweatshop at the time. And so to see all these other spaces now develop and pop up and other neighborhood community art events happen um, that happen regularly, it's really great to see that, like, you know, maybe we were an example to say that, you know, we can just do it, you know. But no, I'm, I'm not saying that we were the example. I'm just saying we could be. Who knows? You're part of it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're part of it. Yeah. yeah. What's, was there a point where you thought maybe you'd it's going to be easier to go join someone who's done that? And in a lot of bigger cities, there are these kinds of institutions for people to go join and show their art and be a part of a community of artists. But you chose instead to stay in Omaha and build one, right? Mm-hmm. Why, why Omaha as opposed to joining one that already exists somewhere else? I mean, it sounds wild, right? Uh, well, I'm from here, so I, I love Omaha. And I've always kind of loved the, like, the feel of it. It's got this weird kind of underground feeling to it. And uh, I wanted to put my energy into the city. 
Um, you know, the MO here growing up was like, move away as soon as you graduate from high school. Any creative or people that thought differently, move away. But uh, the other option is to just create that create that environment ourselves and I think that was I think that's why it works so well too is because yeah. we were so motivated to do something different you know and because I didn't yeah like I said I live Omaha you live Omaha and it just it didn't have a space like like we have before you know mm -hmm. and so it was just I don't know it was it was good motivation just to start, stay here and yeah, build, and it, build that up you know and the community really responded to it so Very the community so, was yeah. thirsty for it you know much as we were if you're just joining us, I'm talking with Alex Jockham and Zach Schmeider about building an Omaha arts community through BFF and their upcoming music festival, Pet Fest, which will be held on August 13th. What are you excited to hear? Oh, what do you? What bands are you excited to hear at Pet Fest? What do you want to see from the Omaha arts community? Join the conversation on social media or call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089, which we may play on an upcoming show. But you, I mean, you don't know that, though, until you make those first few steps. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so it sounds like there's an element of just being kind of stubborn, too. You're like, I don't want to go start over somewhere else. I want yeah. it to be here. Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I've wanted to go start over somewhere else many times. But, uh, Maui. Maui or something. You know? I think it's just, I don't know. I, I love this community, and I think um, uh, we can. We also have the ability to do, do so much here because there isn't so much going on. There isn't so many competing other avenues and um, organizations, you know, and we're, we're working together. It's great. Zach, when did you join BFF? Uh, I don't know. Probably about, well, I know I started volunteering probably, I don't know, eight years ago or so, yeah. something like that. Uh, probably when, yeah, probably about eight eight years ago. You've always been floating around. Yeah, I have, yeah. Been, yeah. I know, I'm kind of omnipresent in Benson, <laughs> yeah. it seems like, so. Uh, yeah, probably about, probably about eight years. I know this is, this is the fifth year of Pet Fest. Yeah, so so you've seen BFF change a lot over the decade. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and I've been friends with Alex for a very long time as well. So, yeah, so you were pretty much involved then from the beginning. Yeah, uh, fairly. Yeah, I mean, I started working at the Sydney in Benson about ten years ago. Now I think this will be my tenth year. So, uh, yeah, I've always yeah. Me and Alex just kind of we met at Jake's the first time. I think you sold me a drink, and then yeah. There's that. That's a, the rest is history. <laughs> well, that's kind of the example of like how it's such a community effort. Like Zach was living in the area, I was living in the area. We're both creatives. Uh, we're both working in the neighborhood. And then we moved know. in together for what five years? We moved so? together. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I know. Jeez, where does the time go? <laughs> right. But so it's just like that kind of mentality. Like the community gets involved, and it's it, you know the 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 entry point for accessibility is very low and easy. And I feel like too. I, I feel like we're just so everyone in the in the community too i think is just so drawn to each other just right away i mean you can you just kind of it, it's really it's really cool actually yeah so why benson specifically well i when i moved i moved to benson in 2009 uh temporarily uh quote unquote uh <laughs> and um i was drawn to kind of it f had that small town feel um two years prior i'd been living in lincoln i went to school there at the university and Lincoln's got this great downtown community and feel where everybody knows everybody and every sports everybody and everybody shops local and sports the arts. Um, they have also have a great First Friday Art Walk. So Lincoln, definitely that feel I saw in Benson for me. And so that's what drew me to Benson. And then after living and working in there for a few years, just seeing the supportive community and meeting people like Zach and other people, like uh, it just felt right. Plus it was, like I said, there's all these vacant spaces so it had this opportunity um this feel of opportunity to it and one of the big milestones was becoming a nonprofit, right yeah what's yeah. what does that do like how does that change things how do you even make it happen uh well we we became a nonprofit in 2015 so three years after we started um and you know three years of volunteering and running a month-to-month -month event based organization uh, you know, we were running out of money and we were starting to become um, burned out, you know, a little bit. So uh, becoming a nonprofit for us was an essential step in order to, like, gain uh, funding and actually have, like, an organizational backing to this to this grassroots effort. So how, how do you do that? What's the process? Uh, well, we have friends that are lawyers <laughs> who are on our board. Um, but, no, it, it's all partnerships and it's that same supportive community. So... We had uh, we created a board out of community members and artists, and everybody you know put their effort in to do the whole nonprofit application. Um, 
you know, we didn't know what we were doing. Still don't. Every day I learn something. So. <laughs> To not know what you're doing and make it this long, though, I mean, you're figuring it out. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. But at that time, at that time, we were just like, let's do it. Yeah. So it just took learning and the right people to kind of be there as, like, guides and give you advice and help you along the way. Trial and error, pretty much. So uh, I'm curious, though. Like, okay, you don't, you're not 100% sure what you're doing at the beginning. You put together a board. What does a board meeting look like at the beginning when you're not even sure oh, God. what it needs to look like? <laughs> uh, our first board meeting... Uh, bef- when we actually became a nonprofit, uh, was a little messy because we invited a lot of people, um, and at that point we learned a lot from feedback from the community members and business owners that we invited, you know, on how it should look like and how it should operate, and uh, we changed that. So, you know, over the years that has changed. You know, we have we started with monthly board meetings, and those were open to anybody and everybody. And the more and more we became established and actually had, like, staff roles and people, you know, um, that were experienced on the board, um, we've kind of had to adapt that and kind of change that um, mentality a little bit. But so there are – we still do kind of, like, open-ended monthly meetings where anybody's invited. Uh, but we also have, you know, the more structured board meetings. Yes. Okay. So what, what are some of the things you have <laughs> figured out then to make it more of a smooth shift, you know, 10 years in now? Well, I learned how to write grants, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just it's just the whole functionality of a of a large organization. Um, learning all you know, learning how to run fan- finances, learning how to uh, run a staff, learning how to manage people, especially people who are volunteers. You know, I was a volunteer up until last month. You know, so and everybody in the organization still very much so volunteers their time. So, you know, you learn little things like it's kind of hard to. Um, assign people tasks and have that be a dependable action without, you know, any kind of formal commitment or, or staffing or payments or anything like that. So um, learning learning all those and how that works up and um, on the whole pro, uh, program side of things, like, you know, learning how to hang galleries. Like, I'd, I was an artist myself, but I, had, I didn't operate a gallery until we opened one. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I think that that's a, a dynamic that I'm also kind of familiar with, which is when you want there to be something to exist, right? Like young, younger you, 10 years younger you, who wants maybe something like BFF to be uh, an institution you can join as opposed to one you have to start. Y- your dynamic shifts when now you're running it as opposed mm-hmm. to just being someone who can have fun as an artist in it, right? Oh, yeah. Has that been a difficult dynamic for you to manage? A little bit. I mean, change is, change is hard to manage in all organizations, so... Um, you know, we've definitely gone through phases, and now that I've, you know, I stepped into the role of executive director in 2015, not knowing I'd still be here seven years later. Um, but yeah, it's then you have to figure out those dynamics too. With like when people step into a staff role, you're no long. I mean, you're still friends, but you also still have like accountability, and um, there's there's those weird things to traverse through as well. And you got to learn how to be a boss too. I imagine, I gotta, right? Yes, I'm still learning that. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, how's he doing? Oh, he's killing it, actually. I mean, he already bossed me around anyway when we lived together, so it was pretty good. It was just kind of normal at that point. Yeah. And so, Zach, you brought this idea of PetFest. Was it yours originally? Um, well, they had done something called SweatFest uh, prior, and then um, I, when it switched over to Pet Shop, um, I was like, well, let's just let's." Let's do this again, because I was like, I'll take the reins on it, because I've I've been booking shows at the Sydney for quite some time now too, and uh, I just been in the I've been in the music scene for a while. I started playing in bands when I was like 15, I think, at the Ranch Bowl. I think my first band was called the Not So Thins. That was a fun time. Uh, but yeah, so I I had you know I had I had prior knowledge on how to do kind of the the ways of of booking stuff so and uh alex was into the idea of me doing something like this and i had never booked a festival before that's for sure but uh i just hit the ground running and i mean you know that's that's that it's five years later now how do you decide how to schedule people in a festival or like the the acts themselves i imagine there's some intentionality there right yeah yeah very much so i kind of just i mean it's it's I, I kind of just let my brain take over. Honestly, I I end up you know there's some bands that I would think would be better like during the day to be played. You know like 
stuff like uh, Mike Schlesinger. He's been he's done it every year. So I usually I I think you you start it, you know you start it kind of kind of chill and build up to like the big the big you know party and acts at night and stuff too. But I always just like to I, I try to keep it. I do have a few bands that I that I do um, book every year, typically like Universe Contest, Mike Schlesinger. Um, but I always like that there's always a new band for me to for, to add to it. And there's you know, it, there, we don't have a shortage of bands to book. That's for sure. That's what I love about Omaha too. It's crazy. We have such a good music scene, and you know, it's uh, people just people are really really good musicians here. It's <laughs> crazy sometimes when I see. Them. Here is Mike Schlesinger, one of the artists you can hear at this year's Pet Fest. Talking with Alex Jockerman and Zach Schmeider about building an Omaha arts community through BFF, which is 10 years old this year. And they also have an upcoming music festival called Pet Fest, which will be held on August 13th. Let us know what you think. Follow Riverside Chats on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Stay tuned for the rest of the conversation after this break. We have a lot of hours of content here on Riverside Chats now. Our backlog has over 100 episodes. We're expanding into live events. And we have an exciting future for the show that we hope to be able to get to you. 
to make the show as good as it can be and to continue to give you the kinds of conversations that you listen for, the reason why you subscribed in the first place, to hear coverage of arts, ideas, politics, whatever it is that brings you here every time, please consider becoming a supporter of the show by making a sustaining monthly donation of $1, $5, whatever you can afford, and really whatever you think the show is worth, which may be a zero. In which case, ouch, but okay. If you are interested in becoming a supporter, please look in the podcast notes. There should be a link in there that you can find that gives you all the information you need. Otherwise, thank you for considering supporting the show, and more, more importantly, thank you for listening. And welcome back to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock. Check out the backlog of Riverside Chats episodes wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your favorite app is. And while you're there, please leave us a review. We can always use more reviews. Today I'm talking with BFF co-founder Alex Jockham and PetFest organizer Zach Schmeider. They're discussing 10 years of BFF, a local nonprofit committed to providing space and resources for artists, as well as bringing the community to those artists. BFF's upcoming music festival, PetFest, is on August 13th. Some of the bands performing at this year's PetFest include Hyde, Amulets, Universe Contest, Alley Peeler, Ghostfoot, Dave Nance, and many, many more. Tickets for PetFest are available now, and here is the rest of our conversation. So that first one, was there pressure? I mean, were you worried? Like, do you know people are going to show up, that they need another festival, that they want one? What was I, it like? I had no clue if people were going to show up or not. It was just kind of a winging it thing or whatever. I've, how, how many people did we have that first year? I don't even remember the first year, Zach. Yeah, Alex came in here and said, I don't know how many years we've been doing this. Year. I know. Uh, God. I we usually just, get about, I mean, that first year, probably uh, 100, 100, 150. That's what I was thinking. But yeah. Uh, that's got to be pretty good for a first one, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like 12 bands or something like that, I think. But yeah, it was, I mean, it all kind of came together. It was, it's really, it's really nice to have everyone's phone number in my phone, like if I, for a band I want to book, you know, just because yeah. I've known everyone for so long. But, uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, it was about 150 people, I think, that first year. And it, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we got something here. And, uh, it, it was fun. <laughs> that was definitely a DIY, uh, uh, festival for sure. We were definitely we were all just trying to figure out what was going on, but you know, we did it. It was cool. We had been running shows out of the space for many years before then, sure, so like sure. we knew how to run a show. But as far as like an all day show, there was some learning curves. Yeah, sure. that was it was it was fun though. And but then yeah, as, as soon as it was done, I was like, well, we can definitely do this. Let's do it again. Let's keep mm-hmm. going. What were some of those learning curves that first year? Oh, have fencing that doesn't fall over. Maybe get a porta potty. Figuring out how to run sound uh, two stages. Shout out to Ian Alio though. He yeah. nails it every year. He is so brilliant. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it. Uh but yeah, there was yeah, I remember when we were trying to we were running all those uh those XLRs to both the stages and then we were trying to figure out like, okay, so what do we put on top of these so people don't trip over them? <laughs> so I think we were going around to all the bars and just finding Floor rugs mats. so we yeah. could <laughs> so we could put it over there for the yeah, I think we ran to like three or four bars, I think Jake, Sydney and somewhere else just to get all these mats just so people weren't tripping over stuff. That's that supportive community, right? Uh huh. Yep, th- I know, thankfully. That's where we got ice. We got the sound yep. from the Sydney. Yep, we got sound from the Sydney, we got ice from Jake's cocktail tables we used from a bar yep sydney i think sydney. and then uh, yeah i know i think we cleaned jake's out of ice right away <laughs> that day so, so. but hey they let us it was cool yeah I, you guys seem uh like you're relaxed about it that like it sounds like it, it must have been fairly stressful where you're sort of like all right we have a million problems we have to solve immediately but you assume that you'll be able to figure it out again it's like sort of the thing alex uh, that's sort of your mentality in general i know i helped run a film festival one year and it was again just sort of like everything seems to be kind of going wrong and it's very yeah. easy to get lost in the moment of like i don't know how much i'm enjoying how cool it is that we put this together because yeah. all those little headaches could accumulate i mean for you guys though i mean what was it actually it sounds like it was a positive experience even in the moment right when you're solving all those millions of problems yeah very much so but uh i mean i'd be lying if i told you that i didn't go out on the front porch and say you can do this you can do this you can do this <laughs> at least once every time but yeah uh it's it is stressful but i mean that's the thing you know you just gotta you gotta keep going because it ain't gonna stop so yeah. 
Well, there's kind uh, of a high to it, too, right? Once you actually figure it out, and you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. I did it once. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and it does help that we have a lot of really rad people that are that are volunteering, too, that are there to help us, like, at any moment, too. All we have to do is ask, so and they're, they're down to do whatever, so. Yeah, and one of my things I always tell people, I'm like, you can you, – things are going to go wrong. Oh, Everything's yeah. going to go how you didn't plan it to go. So just be ready for it, you know. And, but and you can't. It's create like a, a paradox problem solving. Yeah, yeah. Yep, just be, yeah, be ready to pivot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, okay, year two then. What were the changes? Uh, let's see. Year two was, I think, I think I bumped it up to like 20 bands that year. Um, and... Uh, we I think we did we got more sponsors that year I think too because we were I think we were starting to prove that we had something going. The it wasn't, first two it wasn't years a lot of blurry for me. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of sponsors though, but it was. Uh, I think oh. the first two years were the most DIY. Very I would much. Say so. we yeah. we had them operating in and out of the art galleries too, and so there's just a lot of action. People coming and going. It was crowded. And yeah. Yeah. We don't have AC in our building. Yep. That was um, fun. So. Yeah, and now the festival is completely outside, so we've kind of learned over the years. All right, indoors are off limits. Yeah, it's way better that way, way. Easier to manage, and there's plenty of. I mean, when we have all that room to utilize in the back, you know, it's. I mean, it's just better that way too. Yeah, know? and when we became, did we do the first one as a nonprofit? We had to. Have. This mm-hmm. is the fifth one. Yeah, fifth one. Okay. So I think at first we didn't realize that as a nonprofit you can take out a liquor license oh, for that's like right. one day events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been only in the last like three or four that we've done, uh, we've taken out a liquor license so that we have like a bar and that's another um, revenue generating. I mean, yeah. this is a fundraiser. Yeah. This is one of our fundraisers. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, this is, this definitely helps us do more programming throughout the year and gives us, yeah, gives us a lot of, a lot of good stuff to do with it. So I imagine. COVID throws a big wrench in the plans, though, right? That oh one, God. that one was gnarly. <laughs> yeah, that was. But that, we did it. We, we did. were, we were, yeah. the. I want to say the first of uh, outdoor festival in Nebraska since COVID started. Yep. Um, we had, you know, we did all the temperature checking yep. temperatures, we only, mask requirements. We only sold fifty tickets. We kept it limited to fifty tickets too. We had limited sales. That's when we went out completely outdoors too. Uh-huh. That's what took yep. us outdoors yep. completely. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, COVID. That was, but it was great. Yeah, we, it we was sold out and sold out in like what, like a couple of days, I thought. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think we had, I think we did about ten bands that year too, mm-hmm. and we kind of made it that way. We had enough time in between bands to make sure everyone was you know away from each other, and that you know we'd have enough time to to give people room to social distance and stuff too but it was i mean it was it was awesome i mean we a lot of people hadn't seen music in so long you know yeah. at that point and so it was uh it was yeah that one was really so special yeah, yeah that was really nice was that one in 2020 or yeah. 2021 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020 okay so that was summer 2020 nobody had vaccines yet right no. so it's I remember, so I made a movie in summer 2020, and I just had this gnawing, like, stress that I was going to kill everybody involved <laughs> because we had no vaccines. We didn't know quite how bad it would be. Yep. Yeah. Uh, like, it was kind of just, I think, there. it wasn't clear how much of it was in Omaha at that point even, too. So, I mean, for you guys, again, nothing goes according to plan, right? Right. Uh, when you reimagine it as a, a concert for 50 people, I mean, it's got to be just like, it's almost the antithesis of what you want, right? Because the whole idea is it's a bunch of people together experiencing something at the same time, mm-hmm. but now you can't do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I know there was a lot more people that wanted to come, but I mean, it just wasn't, I mean, we weren't we weren't going to take any risks, you know? Well, it we, still felt like that. It still felt like that, you know, big group of people coming together. The space is small, so, and especially when you're at six feet apart. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. You fill it up pretty quickly. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, though. And, the and you know, the... I, I just remember people being so happy to see music, you know, after, I mean, what, March is when it closed, when it closed down, so, for like five months, it's been like five months since anyone had a show. Yeah. Well, yeah, so like the, I'm sure the bands in a perfect world would love to play to bigger crowds than 50 people, but at the same time, they probably were really excited just to be able to play a venue oh, yeah. at all. Absolutely. I, that's, yeah, they were chomping at the bit for that, yeah, for sure. And so, okay, what what happened then for 2021? What was the story of that one? That was last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, my God. Uh, we got, did you see I, my mind working right there? I was like, <laughs> what year was that? I would say you um, brought in a lot more regional and national acts. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I did do that. Um, 
I, I was starting to reach out more to my friends from out of town, like some of the some of the bands that would come through Sydney and touring and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, uh, Ghostfoot was a band from Shreveport. Uh, I had someone from Chicago, I think. I can't remember who it was. Uh, See, so yeah, yeah, sometimes it gets all blurred <laughs> lines, you know. Um, but yeah, there was. I think I had about four or five uh, touring regional bands that were that would come in and and play, which was awesome. Uh, oh, Chew from Atlanta. That band ripped, and it was <laughs> cool. Like everyone was like in awe of that band. Mm-hmm. They were really good. Um, yeah, and I wanted you know because when I'm building it more, you know, I I feel like I feel like the way we build it up even more is to have bands from out of town come in which is why i i this year i'm like elated that our headliners hide one of my favorite bands uh they're out of chicago as well and uh yeah i didn't even i can't believe i even got them i just kind of shot my shot and i was like okay well we'll see what happens and they were super receptive to it so um yeah i kind of kind of cried some tears of joy that day (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I would imagine that just as the as it happens for more and more years, it becomes more of a, a thing that you can make bigger, right? You can make appeal beyond just Omaha bands. And I imagine they'll also, and we kind of talk about this on this show even too when we're planning guests, that you want to celebrate the Omaha moment or the, the local people who are doing the exciting art. But at the same time, our the art that we consume and what we're interested in culturally is not exclusively limited to Omaha. Very mm-hmm. much. So I, I get, I get I, for me, I know, like I think, okay, it's not really a big deal if we expand our reach beyond something that's exclusive to this local little like perimeter we set up. For you guys, I mean, is it kind of the same idea where you're like, look, we all like it. We, we're in Omaha enjoying it. So there is that component still. It still is local fundamentally. I mean, it's I, I think it's cool, too, because some of these, you know, some of these bands from out of town, they maybe have never been to Omaha, too, you know, as far as like a, a music event, you know. And I think uh, PetFest is like, I, I think it's just really, really rad. And I think people notice how everything yeah. goes. I mean, it's been going really smooth, I mean, for the last couple of years, for sure. Um, it's important to create that exchange between very, the local and the touring bands. Yeah, for too. sure. So this year, did you go in with a particular vision in mind, or is it just sort of like we want to keep building on the momentum? I yeah, just building. I, I yeah, mean, I don't have a. I didn't. I never really have a certain vision for PetFest. I kind of let it take its own. Like it's like PetFest take the wheel. You know. I mean, every year too, we come out of there with this like laundry list of like, all right, what can we do better? What can we do different? Yeah. Where did we fail? How do we improve upon that? And so, you know, doing that year after year, it, you're right. We're just continuing to make it grow, um, learning from our mistakes, um, and adding new elements as we go. Yeah, it's yeah. we usually have a, a meeting about, I mean, we usually wait, wait a couple days to recover or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably true. But then, uh, you know, we have it fresh in our mind to know what worked and what didn't, and we just constantly keep working and trying to make ourselves better at it, and that's all we can do, really. So what are you most excited about for this year's Pet Fest? Hyde, for sure. I'm so excited to see that band at at our DIY spot here. <laughs> I, so, I'm so that band is so good. I listen to them all the time still. So I'm I'm just really pumped to show them Omaha too and and have them play at Pet Fest. It's gonna be sweet. I'm excited because we just got like uh, two or three thousand square feet of red carpet donated oh, from our friends right. at Habitat. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's going to be a real red carpet event. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole festival grounds will be covered in red carpet. Uh, so I'm excited for that. We're rolling it out for everyone. We're rolling it year. out. Yeah. Here is a song by Hyde, which is playing at this year's Pet Fest. If you're just joining us, I'm talking with Alex Jockham and Zach Schmider about building an Omaha arts community through BFF and their upcoming music festival, Pet Fest, which will be held on August 13th. What bands are you excited to hear at Pet Fest? What do you want to see from the Omaha arts community? 
Join the conversation on social media or call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089, which we may play on an upcoming show. Yeah, so, so who are some of the other big bands you got this year? Um, well, Universe Contest always plays. Um, I'm, they're coming out with a new album, I think, this year, and the songs that they're playing off that are just, it's, it's some of their best stuff I think they've ever done. Um, let's see, who else do I have? Uh, oh, Dave Nance is playing this year. Uh, I always love Dave. He's, he's rad. Uh, no Thanks is is uh, a local band here that's been ripping it up pretty hard lately. I like them a lot. Um, Marcy Yates, he's always been a pretty good staple, you know. Uh, he's always putting on a good show, so a lot of a lot of really good local heavy hitters for sure. So how long does Pet Fest go? Uh, it starts at two p.m. and we go till about. Is it one? I don't know. I have it. I think written. it's one. Is it? I have it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We kind of. Oh we open, man. Well, we open the doors at one, <laughs> so everyone can get acclimated. But I think bands start at two, um, and then uh, yeah, we go till about what midnight. Yeah. And so you're you're running around making sure everything's working right, and you've been doing it for a long time. So hopefully it's. I mean, I assume there's at least fewer headaches now at this point, right? Yeah, the yeah, it's de- yeah, definitely. I mean, they're still there. Yeah, oh yeah, but it's fewer. Well, and the great the, <laughs> the great thing is that we have we have a lot more volunteers now. Yeah, so that helps a lot. And shout out to all them. That's I mean, yeah. that, that helps make that festival go really well. And everyone's really excited to work work it too. It's, I mean, they get into a festival for free too and get to see bands and stuff all day. And we we wine and dine them, you know, to to give them to give them our thanks, you know, so. How much do you guys get to just sit and enjoy the music? Mm. Whenever I, sometimes I'll just you know I'll be running around and I'll take a second to be like okay yeah that's cool and then on to the next thing you know. Yeah, we're usually pretty running around the whole time. Yeah, I I feel like early in the day we have some moments where I can see some shows. Yeah, actually later on is usually when I when I think we're kind of you know getting our stride and and we're kind of that way we can kind of really know. I mean, you know, well if there's a certain band we want to see. Obviously, I'll be like, hey, Alex, can you give me a sec while I watch this for a minute? Drops his post and walks away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Turns off the walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah. I interviewed uh, Laura Martin from, uh, Lauren Martin from uh, Maha oh, last yeah. year. Lauren's and, awesome. Yeah, she's so awesome. And it was interesting talking to her about how she's so passionate about the music that plays, but also just it seems like curating a particular experience for the crowd and watching the crowd have that experience is really the high that she it, gets and she goes back to every year. It is. She, she hit it on the head. It's so rewarding. It really is. Like just, I don't know. I know it sounds corny, maybe, but like just seeing people smile and enjoy all that stuff. It's yeah. it really, really does keep me going for sure. Yeah. Well, it's exciting that you guys have it and that it's going. And I've heard a lot of buzz this year. I know, like Omaha. Maybe going back to how Omaha arts culture is changing or isn't. It's almost like we're not used to having multiple uh, events like this to be excited yeah, about in I close know. succession because people. Right. Are, now it's like this competition between My you guys goodness, and Omaha, yeah. which instead of just like it's cool that we have two things we could go to. Well, yeah. I you know, and I like the fact that Pet Fest is like. You know, it's a it's a festival, but it's it's on a smaller scale as far as like attendance, and so you know, the great thing is if you want to come to Pet Fest, you can also walk around Benson and do whatever. If you you know, it brings money to the to the neighborhood for sure, at least. But yeah, if you know, if you don't want to go to one of those festivals where it's you know thousands of people and you gotta wait in line forever for a drink, you gotta park and you gotta <laughs> blah blah blah, you know, then Pet Fest is for you. But, you can do I mean, both, really. You, you can, and that's, I mean, you know. I think... I'm not, ta- I'm not trying to talk smack at any of the I think festivals the biggest thing I think that, they're doing great. I think the biggest thing that I enjoy about the multiple festivals is that we are working together. Like, uh, Maha brings us to um, their festival every year, um, and they help support and promote our event. Same with Lincoln Calling. Um, you know, there's a number of these, you know, we're working together to create this community. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, there's, we're not, yeah, we're not like, yeah, we're not trying to. At least it's not the same day. Compete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, there's, uh, I've seen on Twitter, people are trying to like decide which one's the better one, right? Which really? one's the most exciting. So you guys, you have a real buzz this year. Oh, cool. I'm off Twitter, so I don't see that. I, okay. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I hope I'm not the person that like 
convinces someone new to get on Twitter, uh, it's probably not worth it in the end. But <laughs> no, I won't get on it. Don't worry. I got <laughs> Ian. Too a, much. I got Ian, our sound, the sound guy for for uh, Pet Fest and for Sydney to run our Twitter for the Sydney. So I don't even have Twitter either. Well, I'm seeing good things, is what I'm saying. Okay, that's yeah. great, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll hop on this thing. I think I have it on my phone, actually. Yeah, I think I do. All right, well, I'll check it out today. <laughs> I haven't hopped on in a while. <laughs> so you guys uh, are in a situation now where, like we said at the beginning of the interview, it's been 10 years of pe- or, uh, of BFF, and it's been about five years of Pet Fest. So how do you think the Omaha's relationship with art has changed in that 10 years? Are we in a place where people are more willing to i don't know participate to make to support i mean ha- how has it changed yes big time all of that i believe so i think too, yeah. we've gone through a generation of you know we're seeing these kids come out of high school and they've been exposed to it all of high school like we didn't really have anything in high school to you know we didn't have the kent bellows there's all these like art focused programs for youth that now they're coming out they know what they can do and they're they're supporting it and you know, that generation's growing up, and now we have people running it, you know, and a lot of our staff and volunteers are also from that age group. So yeah, it's great to see that. Happen. Yeah, it's awesome. There's There really is so much talent in this city. It's it's really it's really awesome to see how, how much it's grown. So what does it look like in 10 years from now? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, our, our vision, actually, for BFF is to use kind of what we've done in the community as like a template um, to kind of... Uh, help and work with other communities and other cities so you know we call ourselves bff omaha but if you can just imagine bff bahamas or bff miami or wherever yeah please please bff <laughs> <So>. bahamas <laughs> <laughs> those are just um uh daydream ones of mine but no really like we're you know we want to take what we, we've done and we're doing and kind of perfect it and share it with other communities are there operations to do that right now, or is it sort of a, a dream right now? Uh, it's a dream, but they we're getting closer. You know, I think our operations have finally caught up with our programming of recently. So now we're, you know, we're getting all of our programming that we started 10 years ago running, fully functioning, tweaking all those things that we could be doing better. Um, and we're almost ready. Yeah. Well, th- that's kind of your whole thing, right? Is like, all right, we've figured out this thing. Let's mm-hmm. add six new complicated Let's elements go. to the plate and see how <laughs> Let's we go. Do. Yeah, <laughs> it's about DIY. It's just diving in and, and yeah. doing it and being resourceful and creative. Yeah, Zach, where do you see Pet Fest in, let's say, five years? Um, ten years of Pet Fest. <laughs> I oh yeah, God, that's coming up. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Probably. I mean, I don't know. I would like to maybe do more than one day if uh if it you know if it ends up working out well enough um maybe starting like on a friday night and then having a little party friday night a little pre-party and go on to saturday and uh that way i can book a few more bands too and um i don't know i just i i feel like our sponsorships are growing every year too so and it's awesome that people are trusting us with with money and helping us out and i mean because i mean it's it's only going to get better from here yeah so do you have like a a dream band that in your perfect version of pet fest comes here oh god <laughs> so many actually um i don't know uh I, like i said hide is is a big deal for me um but uh not really a dream band but i mean i it's one of those things like you know what if if it's a uh, you know, if we start getting a little bit more money, I can. I don't even have to dream it anymore. We can just do it. It'll be sweet. Who'd you go see in California recently? Um, California. Who did I did see? Did you just go to oh, a big festival? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, well, yeah, I saw Chromio. And yeah, I saw Chromio. Chromio would be sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. There's a dream band. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, if we get Chromio some year at Pet Fest, then I definitely I could probably retire after that. That'd be sweet. <laughs> That's why I just interviewed uh, Joe Para, and that was that what? was a moment you did? for me. Yeah, I was like, "Oh I, my god, I might Joe. just quit the show now." I'm so excited for that show. <laughs> How was he? Was he cool? He's you know he's the sweetest person in the world. He he, he just and he's and he's from. Uh, I always loved his uh, Buffalo Bills joke because I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. <laughs> but yeah, that guy. Oh my, I can't wait to go see him. It's the it's August sixth, right? August sixth. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll all, see you there. All kinds of plugs in this one. So. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Pet Fest is uh, August, what is it, 13th? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And people can buy tickets through BFF Omaha, the site? Or yes. What, what's the yep. easiest way to get BFF, tickets for? BFFOmaha.org slash Pet Fest. Um, we'll have tickets at the Door Day of Show, though, too. Yeah. And are you guys looking for volunteers still for it? 
Uh, sure. Yeah. We're always taking on volunteers. Yeah. Um, and they can also find that in bffomaha.org slash volunteer. And I imagine that also extends to uh, your operations outside of PetFest as well. Completely. For BFF sure. has a lot going on. Yes. So yeah. is there any pitch you want to give to people who might be interested in volunteering or just learning more? Yeah. Any artist, creative, community member that wants to get their hands dirty. And um, we've got monthly events that need help uh, called First Fridays. Um, and we... Also run, you know, we'll be at Maha, we'll be at Lincoln Calling, we've got, um, we're ramping up our youth programming, so we're looking for anybody and everybody that wants to get uh, involved, and it's really easy, you just have to commit and show up. And there's just, there's so many things that you can volunteer on, too, I mean, you, you know, I, I feel like everyone can find something that's their real niche in there, too, so... Well, I really appreciate what you guys have done for Omaha in particular. I mean, this show kind of grew out of the BFF organization as <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you for what you are doing, what you will do, what you have done. And I'm excited for Pet Fest. So yes. thanks for being here today. Thanks, thank dude. You. Thank you very appreciate much. It. Appreciate you. <laughs> Riverside Chance is a production of KIOS 91.5 FM, Omaha Public Radio. The show is produced and edited by Courtney Bierman. Our original music is written and performed by The Real Zebos. Our artwork is done by Ben Matukowitz. Remember, you can find the backlog of all of these conversations wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe today, and please leave us a review. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Tom Noblock. Here is Marcy Yates, one of the artists you can hear at this year's Pet Fest. So much and no lick you can tell I don't care who y'all winning I like my girls, I like my women It's on my heart, I ain't really tripping Got points, book and stay Reservation for another day If you so good, I'm like glad you came Play the win like I own the team Juice World, lucid dreams They really love me cause I'm on the scene Shooting shots like a Glock fiend Rubbing in the bout cream Man, I'm learning it's not about me I let the plan get control of your soul Let the chocolate boy wonder make your vision a foe Massive love, a different story, not a mission is so Keep that same energy, not a marching is old Profit in a new stash No news is good news in that world of food Stand for fruit snacks, on it for a few stacks Profit in a new stash Trade a food stamp for fruit snacks Profit and a new stash No news is good news in that world A food stamp for fruit snacks On it for a few stacks Profit and a new stash Trade a food stamp for fruit snacks Live freely New age theory Whitey on the moon I try to keep peace treaties And how could that judge Justify time served without jail time When a crime committed in line Why on the front page of the Daily Times Is day to day life Living check to check Can't even get respect no more Because they disconnect Ted I just met Disconnect Ed He said he'd cover the spread I told him butter But I can't believe Everything that they say In these days man Peaceful Now it isn't part of the game plan Shake hands with the wicked kind Pick a side Then pick a side Make sure you Get a pick. Call Connie for four quarters a day. Call Connie for the motor for the quarter pipe. We gonna pull away. Nah, nah, CC Connie work for play. Paid in funny paper. Pay your funny neighbor to stay the f off my shade. Certainly.